Gone is a podcast about people who have gone missing from the United States and Canada. These people are daughters, sons, sisters, and aunties. They didn't just disappear. Someone, somewhere, knows something. I'm Katie Nordby. And I'm Janelle Feller. These are the stories of Denise Flume and Nyleen Marshall. March 1986, 18-year-old Denise Flume was living in Connorsville, Indiana with her mom, dad, and younger sister. Connorsville is roughly 60 miles southeast of Indianapolis. The population was 13,481 in 2010. Denise was a senior at Connorsville High School. She was involved in volleyball, basketball, softball, and track. She was also a member of the National Honor Society. Prom was a month away and she had found the perfect dress. She had already been accepted at Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. Miami University is a research university and is among the original public Ivy League schools. She planned to major in microbiology and was hoping for a track scholarship. It was spring break at the time and it was common for parties in the area to be held on farmland. On March 27, 1986, Denise went to one of those parties. What was supposed to be a small gathering turned into several hundred teens. She returned home that night, but had forgotten her purse. The next day, she planned to go back out to the site of the party to retrieve it. She asked several friends and her sister to go with her, but they were all busy. Her mom returned home from work on a break around noon, and Denise was just leaving to go back to the site of the party by herself. Her family isn't sure why she didn't want to go back to get her purse alone. Her mom describes her as, quote, fearless ever since she was a child. So for her to be uncomfortable to go back to the site of the party is unnerving. Something wasn't right, unquote. About an hour after Denise left, her distant cousin dropped the purse off at her home. By that evening, when Denise hadn't returned home, she was reported missing. A friend claimed to have seen Denise at a fashion bug store around 2 the day she went missing, but it's not verified, and her mother believes it was a mistake. The tenant at the site of the party said that Denise never arrived. The next day, a farmer in Glenwood, Indiana, reported that Denise's cream-colored 1981 Buick Regal, which was registered to her parents, had been locked and abandoned alongside Tower Road, a rural gravel road east of Glenwood. The spot was across the county from where she lived and three miles from where the party was. Her family can't think of any reason why she would be in that area. They don't know how it got there or why it was there. There was no indication of a struggle or foul play. Denise had no reason to run away. She had never run away before. She had so much to look forward to. She didn't have her identification or stuff for her contact lenses that she was wearing that day. In 2014, DNA samples were taken from the family and from a baby tooth belonging to Denise. It has been put into the National DNA Database System. It has also been submitted to the Indiana State Police Lab but it hasn't produced any new clues. That's a good reason to keep a baby tooth. Yeah, it is. I never thought of that. I know. It, that, it, it gave me chills when I was researching that because... Otherwise, how you wouldn't have any DNA. You wouldn't have any. I know. Fayette County Sheriff Joey Laughlin confirmed that there are several persons of interest in the case, but there just is not enough evidence to charge anyone. There have been plenty of tips, theories, and rumors 
Some have claimed to know where she is buried. Detectives have spoken to prisoners who said they know what happened and who's responsible, but nothing has panned out. Her case remains open and, uns and unsolved. Her family is still looking for answers. Denise Flume was 18 years old when she went missing from Connorsville, Indiana in 1986. She would be 52 years old this year. Denise is described as Caucasian, 5'6", and 135 pounds. She has brown hair and brown eyes. She was last seen wearing a red Motley Crue t-shirt, blue striped jeans, old white sneakers, a gold ring with a garnet stone, and a silver class ring with a red setting. Her ears are pierced, and she was wearing contact lenses the day she disappeared. The Flume family is offering a $25,000 reward leading to the location of Denise and information leading to the arrest of the person or people responsible. If you have any information about the disappearance and or whereabouts of Denise Flume, please call the Fayette County Sheriff's Department at 765-825-0535 or the Indiana State Police at 765-778-2121. So this was 1986. This is the same year. I graduated the same year. Okay. And I would be the same age as, as Denise. Um, it's strange that... Um, so they'd gone to a party the night before, and there were hundreds of people, yep. teens there. Yeah. Um, she And she was going back, back to get that. Uh, at noon the next day. Around noon, yep. Um, anybody that she'd been concerned about was probably not up and about and functioning. I mean, at least at the teen parties that I went to, by noon the next day. Well, and it was uh, spring break. I mean, there was right. no responsibilities. And, you know, in right. high school, you're right. sleeping. You sleep in. Yeah. Or you just sleep in because you can't. <laughs> right. Um, but what? who owned the farm? That's the only... I couldn't find anything on no, they did. They had no um, people of interest. There were people of interest. Um, but not identified. But not, an, uh, yeah, no one identified and not enough to actually do anything with, right. with that information. Right. Um, yeah, and it didn't, it didn't say who owned the farm, if it was another teenager. Well, it would, or, it would, it would probably have to be or a relation somehow so. because that's how, that's, yeah. I mean, you don't just go on, unless you're, it depends on, but you don't, you know, you're somebody who is, is, um, receptive to that, but to re receptive to you, um, right. party on their property. But, um, and her mom, you know, her mom made it really clear that she would have no, she didn't know why she was so uncomfortable Going back there, there was no indication that something maybe happened the night before. Um, but she didn't really know because she, she, she had been know. working. She was at work and had come home yeah. for noon for lunch that day. Yeah. So she hadn't seen a whole lot of her. Right. But, um, and teenagers aren't necessarily real forthcoming. However, however this is a this is a, a scientist. She was a scientist. Yeah. She was, um, I mean, she was probably pretty level-headed right. and... Um, right. Not putting yourself in dangerous way intentionally. Yeah. But something about that farm. Because it's. Something about the that farm and people that were there, that owned it at the time, or that were, that caused. Them to be there. Right. 
you'd think they have something to do with it. Yeah. But now it's 35 years later. No body has been found. Nothing. Nothing's been found of hers. Other than the car, which had no... I mean, it was, you know, like she just stepped out of it. There was nothing... She locked the doors. She Right. There was not no indication that anything had happened or... And it said that the, the car was found three miles from the party site. Mm-hmm. But from what I gathered, it was maybe in the wrong direction. Okay. Um, not because, making sense. Because for some reason it was odd that it was right. there. So it didn't specifically say that it was in the wrong direction. But the way that it talked it about it. It wasn't in the right direction. Right. It wasn't in the right place. Right. Um, it was three if miles heading, from it. If she was heading from her home to there, that was that was past. Right. Right. And you never know. Uh, you know, there can be... There can be relationships that aren't necessarily public yet right. um that are just brewing um right you know that you haven't necessarily told anybody about but yeah it's frustrating because that that idea that you can just disappear right off the face of the earth well, and, and never be seen again yeah and for it to be you know in the 80s when there you know we were so lacking in technology that now, if there was something to go off of, we might be able to find something, you know. But there was nothing. There's no evidence. There's nothing to, other than her DNA, which, you know, thankfully they're able to input that. But there's n- no evidence to test. There's no right. Right. fingerprints to test. There's nothing. And it's it's so, it's hard to believe that, you know, in, I don't know, in Indiana, I don't know what March would be like in Indiana. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. But springtime, in the springtime, you can see the farthest, even in forested areas. You're right. Uh, the grass has been has been um, squished because of the snow or because of of winter. It's not. It's you can see as far as you can see in the springtime. Right. And um, that they it but it's all these years later. Yeah. And somebody's somebody's got away with murder and has just lived their life. That's what makes me so angry. And also that that the potential was stolen. And I think those parents right. that question mark in their mind just never goes away. I just I can't even imagine I can't even fathom. I think it's hard for a parent to survive the loss of a child. Yeah. But the disappearance of a child, I, it's just like a, it's like a wound that never heals. Right. Right. That never heals. Okay. I've got, uh, my story today is about Nyleen K. Marshall. Nancy and Kim Marshall and their family lived in Clancy, Montana, which has a population of less than 2,000 people. On June 25th, 1983, they brought their children to a ham radio event in a meadow in the Elkhorn Mountains near Boulder, Montana. Around 4 p.m., four-year-old Nyleen was playing with other children and catching frogs, and then she was gone. Nyleen was last seen sitting near Beaver's Dam on Maupin Creek. The children reported that an unknown man in a jogging suit had approached Nyleen and told her to, quote, follow the shadow, unquote. It isn't known if he is connected to the case, but he never came forward. That literally... Gave me chills. Follow the shadow. Oh, gosh. In November 1985, an anonymous person called the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children on several occasions and said that he had abducted Nyleen. 
the calls were traced to phone booths in Edgerton, Wisconsin. In January 1986, a typewritten letter was sent to Childfind, a New York-based missing children's organization. In the letter, he said that he had picked up Kay. Again, that's her middle name, Nyleen K. Marshall. On a road in Elkhorn Park between Helena and Boulder and decided to take her home with him. The letter was postmarked Madison, Wisconsin, which is 30 miles from Edgerton. In the letter, he shared details that had not been released to the public. He stated that he owned a nice house and worked from home. He said that he homeschooled Kay and they traveled all over the United States, Canada, and Great Britain. He said that he loved the child and knew that her family missed her, but he couldn't let Kay go. There were some things that the author said that suggested that the child may be a victim of sexual abuse. So I just want to tell you about Edgerton just a little bit. Edgerton, Wisconsin sits on the central border of Wisconsin, the south central border. It has a population of 5,500 people, and it's just south of Madison, Wisconsin. Edgerton is small, and it is a probably, it's probably considered a suburb sure. of, of Madison, but this town itself is, is very small. So in 1990, the letters, the typewritten letters that were written in 1986 were aired on Unsolved Mysteries. This is letter one. So, quote, I didn't want their person to try and get information from her. All I could tell them was that she was okay. I hope Childfind can get the following back to her family. I picked Kay up on the road in the Elkhorn Park between Helena and Border. She was crying and frightened. As I, as I held her, she was shaking, and I decided that I would keep her and love her. I took her home with me. I have a nice investment income, and I can work from home, so I care for her myself at all the time. I teach her at home, and she likes to go with me when I travel. Her hair is short and curly now, and she has really grown. She is about 45 inches and around 50 pounds. She has all four of her permanent upper and two of her lower incisors at this time. She takes a bath and brushes her teeth every day. She eats well. Her favorite meal is pizza and cherry, unquote. This is another section of the same letter. Quote, she would gladly recount to you trips to San Francisco, New York, Oklahoma City, New Orleans, Nashville, Chicago, Puerto Rico, and Canada. We were in Britain for a month last year, and she loved it. Nobody questions passports. Unquote. This is the third excerpt from that letter. It is where it comes from, only that I get it from the bathroom every morning. It is actually a spoonful of my semen. It doesn't affect her physically. I never molested her in any other way. She is a sweet little girl, and it is because of how much I have grown to love her that I realize how much her family must miss her. But she has adjusted and seems happy. She trusts me and isn't afraid. We play a lot, and she laughs when we clown around. She smiles and acts coy when I tease her. She giggles, and we snuggle and hugs me sometimes for no apparent reason. I love her, and I have her. I just can't let her go." Unquote. That's I the most terrifying. I just can't even... There aren't even words for how disgusting and terrifying those excerpts, excerpts are. are. I, I, I feel like it would be better if the family didn't know it. Right. I mean, right. I... You want if... Yeah, you want more known. I don't think you'd want to know. Mm -hmm. So... After the airing of the Unsolved Mystery episode, a viewer reported a tip that Nyleen might have been a classmate of his in Bellington, Washington. It turns out that the classmate was Monica Banilla, a girl who had been kidnapped in 1985 by her non-custodial father. 
Monica was returned to her mother and little brother. The Marshall family didn't fare so well. They relocated from Montana to Japan. In 1995, Nancy Marshall was murdered in Mexico. Nyleen K. Marshall would be 41 years old today. She is Caucasian with brown hair and blue eyes. She has a small mole above her left eyebrow and dimples on both cheeks. She has excess ha excessive hair on her lower back and is right-handed. If you know anything about the disappearance of Nyleen K. Marshall, contact the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office at 406-225-4075. This is, it's my worst nightmare. It's my worst nightmare. And I think that... I think it's every per parent's worst nightmare. I mean, it's almost, uh, it, it's worse than them, than a child being, I, I don't know. I don't know if it can be worse than a child being killed, but... To be, I, it's so upsetting. And I think that as a, as a parent, you would, you would want to know any piece of information that could possibly lead to finding her. But this information, if it's even true, you, I, I'm sorry, but I don't think that you, I couldn't make that up. Well, I, it has to absolutely be true. He was feeding her semen his semen well and and then what happens when she's so in 86 she would have been um you know uh seven yeah. so in 86 when this letter was written she would have been about seven years old what happened as she matured what what else happened and you hear of sickos you know latching on to stories and um placing themselves in stories, even when they're not, you know. What do you mean? Um, people who maybe do these sort of things are now claiming that, yes, this is what I've done to her. Um, basically to take credit for right, it. Right. Um, you hear that with prisoners. Right. You know, I'm already in here, so I might as well. Uh, it, 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 so you're saying, so they inflate the story or they, they, they make it grandiose or they. Right. But it's, it's all a part of their sickness. But um, I suspect that this information, that specific information, was not revealed to the public in 1986. Right. In 1983, uh, and I, I suspect that, that information was not revealed because it's so awful. Um, and that, I, I suspect that, I, I mean, I have no way of knowing, but I suspect that that's one of the things that he, that, <clears throat> um, I don't know. I guess we have no idea if that's actually happened. Well, you can only speculate. Yeah, I mean, this is all that there is, and however, gosh, and this is not true. But at the same time, how could you? Why would you? What's and what's he's 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 sending it to places that are going to. He's referring to her by name, an adjusted name, but mm -hmm. still. Um, and the part that I really, the reason I picked this story is because, the phone booths, um, were were in Edgerton. Somebody knows this person. Oh yeah. Somebody knows this this man who is um, a bit hermit like, mm -hmm. who uh, they don't see a lot of. When they do see him, he's probably friendly enough, well dressed, but a little odd. Uh, has weird comings and goings. Mm -hmm. um, but somebody knows this person, and they may know Nyleen. Who may not even know that that's her real name. Right. Um, 
And now the only thing that's, that's, you know, um, that you can, she can be identified by is, 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 is any resemblance that she has to her four-year-old picture and some specific things, a mole near her eyebrow, dimples, and excessive hair on her lower back, which may not be there as you age. Right. Or it may. I mean, I hope it is, because actually that's something that might, might cause somebody to say, huh, I wonder. Yeah, it's, I don't, it's funny, and it's, it's interesting to me that, that I picked a story from 1983 and you picked a story from 1986. And um, they're very similar in the fact that there's been nothing. Nothing. With Nyleen's story, though, I, I think, I, I would like to think that she's, she's grown. She was raised by somebody she thought to be her father and just has, thinks her name is Kay. Right. Or something different. Yeah. Um, so make sure you take a look at our website and take a look at the photo, uh, especially if you're anywhere near Edgerton, Wisconsin, um, because people like this live right under your nose. They're probably a little odd, but there's nothing um, obvious that would cause you concern. Yeah. Because they're predators living right next door. We ask that you do not reach out to the families or post names of possible suspects on social media. Missing person photos, along with information and articles used for these cases, can be found on our website at gone-podcast.com. What do you have for us this week, Katie? My distraction this week are tweets about hilarious names that kids give things. Oh. So these are kids making up names for things. Right. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> They're good. My daughter calls corn on the cob holders corn chargers. And I think that we should just let two-year-olds name everything from now on. I think so. They, that's they, exactly what they are. I just had corn chargers, and I stuck <laughs> them in my corn. They're so And my handy. corn was so delicious. <laughs> it was the best corn ever. It was the chargers. Plug them in. <laughs> my kid just called the Statue of Liberty the Statue of Puberty. And this is the content <laughs> I signed up for when becoming a parent. <laughs> the Statue it of can Puberty. Be, well, it can be confusing when you just say it. It can right. be it can be confusing when you say it fast. Right, Statue of Liberty, and really, you haven't heard you don't hear the word liberty very often. You don't. Puberty depends on your household. It depends on how old they are too. I suppose. Right, right. My son calls Toys R Us Toys or Else. <laughs> it's Toys or Else. There's there's a yeah heavy emphasis <laughs> on the or else on the or else. My four year old daughter calls hippos hippies. We think it's great, especially when she talks about crocodiles eating them. <laughs> crocodiles eating the hippies. That's, I know hippies. I love them. I, there's, I like there's, them. There's, there's hippies. Yeah. My son calls pudding chocolate jello. And I'm not sure if he's an idiot or a genius. I think he might be. I just want to say that it's probably a jello product. Well, it probably comes in the same kind of container. Well, it is a Jello product, yeah. I would bet. I mean, there's maybe Those other snack pack containers. Oh, you know where they like oh, the Jello sure. containers sure. look exactly the sure. same as the. And I would say that either in the boxes, if you make it from not oh, yeah. scratch, but from 
box scratch. Uh, they, they, it's it's a Jello product. Right. It's not it's not wrong. It's not wrong. And chocolate Jello, though it sounds disgusting. It does. Uh, <sighs> so now this is something that I can get behind. My son calls dessert his bonus round, and I think we. Should... <laughs> I think we should all follow his lead. Bonus round. It's exactly what it is. You did a good job. You got to this point. Now you get to go another another time around yep. the around the bend. Yep. We had enchiladas for dinner, or as my six year old calls them, chicken ladders. Enchilada, chicken ladders. <laughs> well, they have chicken. They have chicken. Again, not wrong. Not wrong. Maybe the latter part, I guess. Maybe. But, yeah. Maybe. I mean, sleeping bags. <laughs> Chickens in a sleeping bag. I mean, yeah. that really. I mean. Right. Yeah. My three-year-old calls my gray hairs wizard hair. I'm not getting older, just more powerful. Well, see, and honestly, that is the true. Is. That is true. Because the wizard hair does not lay down like the rest of the hair. Right. It zings. Yep. You know. You, you know, know it's there. It, you know it's great. Because yep. it's, it's, it'll poke your eye right out. <laughs> this morning, my three-year-old called a donut a cake bagel. So that's what they're called from now on. From now on. A cake donut bagel. is a cake bagel. It sounds healthier. It really. Yeah. It's bagel. Okay, this one's gross. My four-year-old calls snot sneeze gravy. Oh! <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that will clinch a full scholarship to Harvard. Oh. Yuck. I think they're going to Votech. <laughs> gross. Sneeze gravy. Oh. Yeah. Gives me gag reflexes. Five-year-old. Why is it called apple cotto anyway? <laughs> me. No reason. No reason. There's no, no reason. reason why it's called nope. apple cotto. Nope. None. I mean, really. It's, it sounds the same. Avocado. Yeah. From Mexico. <laughs> My daughter calls her thighs leg holders. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They really are. Yep. My four-year-old son calls the craft store the crap store. I don't correct him. He's right either way. <laughs> That's probably what my husband calls it, too. <laughs> my son calls winter trees naked trees. They are naked. Mm-hmm. Most of them. Some of them. Yep. My son calls them please cars because anytime I, I speed past a cop, he hears me mutter, please don't pull me over. Please don't pull me over. <laughs> please cars. Please cars. <laughs> my son calls chicken nuggets snack chicken. And I think it's high time we all do, too. Snack chicken. Snack chicken. Hmm. <laughs> My five-year-old daughter calls limes weird pickles. And I feel like <laughs> that, that might help someone you know, somewhere. It really would <laughs> help. Tart. They're tart. They're weird. And um, I, I think that's, that's a perfect <laughs> definition. Yep. My four-year-old calls Dunkin' Donuts Drunken Donuts. I was going to correct her. Then I realized it's the best idea for a bakery. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly. It's only open from midnight yeah. to three. Yep. And uh, they just serve donuts. Perfect. You just stop by in your drunken self and buy yourself a dozen. Yep. I think that's great. Three-year-old calls Chuck E. Cheese Chuck E. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck E. Jesus. Well, you know, well, it depends Jesus on how, likes happiness, Well, and it too. depends on how, what you call it. We used to call it Chuck E. Cheeses when I was yet little, so oh. that makes perfect sense. Well, it's not Chuck E. Cheeses? It's just, apparently, it's just Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know why I gave him cheeses. I, like, multiple. I, I always called them Chuck E. Cheeses. 
So that could be where she came up with Chuck E. Jesus. I mean, really. Jesus? You don't really say that very often. I no. mean, there's not another time. It doesn't time make sense which, now that I'm older. What are you going to eat for supper? Cheeses. Macaroni and cheeses. <laughs> My daughter calls a single slipper from a pair of slippers a slip. And I'm never going to correct her. That's what it is. It is. It's a slip. My daughter calls Domino's Don Amos. I can't bring myself to correct her because it's so cute. Don Amos. Don Amos. My brother, we were, my brother and I were born in, in uh, Erlangen in West Germany. And uh, Ner- Erlangen, Nuremberg, West Germany. And uh, so our, our, the person that babysat us was the neighbor. And she was she only spoke German. <laughs> so Monty, when my, Monty, um, he would call a motorcycle a Sodermichael <laughs> sure. and a, a Volkswagen, a Volkswagen, which is actually the <laughs> sure. German. The right way to say it. Right, right. But <laughs> but he would take he would take the front part of the word and put it in the back. And, sure. And he did that with several of the words, but I can't remember anymore now. That's funny. My kid calls short sleeve shirts up sleeves. And she's right. She's right. Yeah. What would the three quarter sleeve oh, be? Oh, half sleeves. Uh, but it's three quarter. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Hmm. I'm going to have to ask a five-year-old, I suppose. Yes, half yeah. four-year-old. Yeah. yeah. My kid calls those little ornament hangers Christmas hookers. And I have no plans on telling them differently. Nope. It's exactly what they are. You don't use them any other time of the year. Right. My kid calls ringworm wingherm, which is adorable considering the fact that he has ringworm. Wingherm. Wingherm. <laughs> it's a lot cuter when you call it that. It does. Wingherm. It's, it's a lot cuter. My child says, breath disc instead of breakfast. Oh my God. And whoever teaches her differently will have n- never known such a wedgie. <laughs> <laughs> what does she call it? Breath disc. Breath disc. Breath disc. My two-year-old calls chocolate chip cookies chomp chomp cookies. Just thought you'd like to know. Chocolate chip. Chomp chomp. chomp, chomp. I mean, it's not wrong. It's not, and wrong. it's probably better than the original. Yep. Because chocolate chips should be called chomp chomp. That's what you do to them. You right. chomp chomp them. Right. My son calls a dog's snout its beak, <laughs> and I think we should all should. <laughs> uh, last one. My four-year-old calls our microwave our microwave the pizza heater, and there's nothing to correct because she's right. She's right. That's it, all it does. It's all it does. <laughs> it heats the pizza. Yep. Every day. Every day. Every dinner. Every day, every dinner. It heats the pizza. It heats the leftovers. Yeah. You know, but if my husband was left on his own vices, it would only be pizza. Pizza. Okay, so for you today, I have I have just a few. Okay. Really weird desserts. Oh. So the first one sounds disgusting. Sauerkraut cupcake batter. Do you make a cupcake? <laughs> what? You look offended. I am offended. It's a low, it's low fat. It uses sauerkraut and applesauce instead of butter and oil, which oh. would cause it to taste good. No. What you don't sauerkraut does not replace butter. Well, yeah. What are they replacing it with? Uh, I mean, what are they replacing? They're replacing the butter with sauerkraut. They're they uses it's it it's reduced fat, so instead of butter and oil, oh, okay. they use sauerkraut and applesauce. Oh. Why? Why? You you deserve to eat those nasty. You literally nasty. can't find anything else to substitute it with? You you deserve those nasty sauerkraut cupcakes. Water? Gross. I mean, nothing? It's, sauerkraut. 
sauerkraut. <laughs> I mean, really? And I mean, what? Because you don't want a cupcake to taste good? No. 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 How about goat cheese, cheese, goat cheese cheesecake instead of cream cheese? Oh. I mean, you're using goat cheese. It would be savory. It wouldn't be sweet. It'd be like a savory. I'm thinking so. It doesn't sound good. I mean, I'm not a huge cheesecake fan. I feel like it would just be like a cheese loaf. Cheese. Okay, but is the is there still graham cracker crust? Well, there's probably a graham cracker crust, and I mean, or a crust. Yeah. I mean, is there? Is 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 there? Is can just there just toast? be a, <laughs> There's just crackers. Oh, maybe that would be a better version. Okay, I could. We okay. think. I mean, a, a savory crust with a savory. Sure, as long as you don't put but the why cherry would you pie eat, filling on top. Why would you want to eat a slice of that? Ugh. I mean, maybe, maybe, I mean, I could see them in the little cupcakes where you just, right. it's a, a bite. Yeah. But only one bite. Like the little tarts? Yeah, like a little tartlet. Yeah. Which is a small tart. Right. I don't know if that's actually a real thing. Right? I don't know. How about a chocolate cake with mayo? Like on top or in it? <laughs> well, I guess that's a personal choice. <laughs> yeah. But it's a cake mix. Um, so, a cake mix, uh, I think... Frosting and mayonnaise. So it's a cake made with mayo. Yeah. And I don't think the frosting is made with mayo. But, I mean, there's weird things. There's weird things that taste delicious. Well, like like our co-worker who made, who made brownies with zucchinis. Oh, they're the best. They are, oh my God, they they're are the best. They're the greatest. They, I mean, and who knew? Right. If you could, I mean... I never knew a zucchini could taste so good until you shove that sucker in a brownie. Right. And it was delicious. I mean, my favorite brownie recipe ever. Yeah. We so who knows? We should talk to her. <laughs> Speaking of brownies. I could see maybe using the mayo as like the butter and the egg. Because it's, that's basically what mayo is. It's the right. butter and the egg and it's the vinegar right. and it, you know, whatever. Be, but, but you don't put. No, vinegar. no, I know. But, but you, yeah. I mean, I think it makes more sense than sauerkraut, I feel like. Right. But not as frosting, because that's disgusting. (laughs) Just a big old slather of (laughs) mayo. How about sour cream ice cream? Paired with a caramelized pear compote. Oh, you can fancy it up all you want. (laughs) It's still yucky. It's still yucky. This isn't so bad. Okay. Icing with lavender flour. Oh. So it's a purple. It's purple. It has a little bit of lavender. Yeah. Essence. Essence? Uh, well, as long as it doesn't lavender. taste like soap. Does lavender taste like soap? I think lavender tastes like soap if you use too much of it. Um, have you tasted the a lot of lavender? The only reason I know this is because I watch cooking shows. <laughs> well, it, you just want to go a little ways. Right. I mean, but it also colors. Oh, it it'd be colors pretty. very. I mean, it's probably the color of lavender. Right. I just came up with that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How about this? Roasted strawberry cheesecake. Hmm. Roasted strawberries are folded in into mascarpone and cream cheese. I don't really know how I feel about that. I can tell you that I love strawberries. Yeah. And I love cream cheese. I just right off the brick, just a bite of it. Oh. I, yes. What? Yes. Because cream cheese is delicious. I don't know for sure what mascarpone is. I think it's a sweeter version of cream cheese. Well, I'm pretty sure. Well, I love cream cheese because it's delicious it's creamy and it's cheesy i don't think that mascarpone can beat it but if it's related then i could I'd try it i've never yeah i've never tried mascarpone roasted strawberry cheesecake hmm. 
Never thought of roasting a strawberry. No, I, I bet that it makes it more strawberry-y flavored. <laughs> How about this? Jalapeno chocolate cake. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of jalapenos in the first place. Ever? Ever. In anything. In anything. But I can see some people I, might I, like that. I, I don't know why you would mess with it. Why, why mess with perfection? A good old chocolate cake. Why? Yeah. It's perfect. It's maybe, perfect. Maybe like some of these were just mistakes. And they're like, eh, not bad. I was accidentally making a chocolate <laughs> cake and a jalapeno. <laughs> Jumped, Jumped in. in. <laughs> I think, no, I think these are, yeah. I think these are, I think part of this is um, experimentation. Sure. Uh, also, maybe because of, of allergies or, sure. or, or just terrible taste. Yeah. Or a way to pull one over on your brother. Because well, sure. I, I'm thinking the, the sauerkraut cupcake batter, that's it. You yeah. stick your finger in my batter one more time, and you're going to get sauerkraut. Well, and Pop I up. think that there's a problem with the sauerkraut things on a couple levels. One, it tastes like sauerkraut. And sauerkraut is like things. Like it has texture or like... Well, yeah. Well, you're, like making it, you're making it... You're making... Uh, on the our podcast, <laughs> you're making a visual uh, of your fingers and your thumb ganashing right right their teeth right so you're saying that sauerkraut has a texture well i feel like it would be like stringy yeah it would be like coconut texture i don't know but sauerkraut yeah thank you for the visual you're welcome on the podcast (laughs) how about this this is this is a terrible idea olive oil over ice cream why oh gosh and this olive oil was not the light olive oil. This is like, it was green. Ooh. I mean, the good, strong. Yeah, olive Not light. Taste. A real olive tasting. It would just coat your mouth. So gross. Why? I don't Why? Well, this isn't so bad. Sweet potato cake. Mashed sweet potato with eggs and flour made into a cheesecake-like dessert. It also looked like it had raisins in it. Yep. And and I mean at least in this podcast we are anti raisins. Yep. And I, if you are offended by that, this isn't the podcast for you. <laughs> See your way to the door because we don't do raisins. Like your ears, because <laughs> we don't like raisins around here. And we don't mind raisin people. We don't mind people who. I mean, I kind of do. I'm kind of, I'm kind of a little judgy towards. If you like raisins, I I am going to judge you. Probably, probably <laughs> negatively. It's gonna be, it's uh, gonna be negative, because um, raisin haters unite. <laughs> because raisins are just sad. They're failures at grapes. Being grapes, they're failures. They're sad grapes who've lost their way. Yes. And they're yucky. Yep. They taste like bugs, squishy bugs. And dirt. And dirt with a little grain in it. Yep gross. Well, that's all we have for this week. (laughs) We'll do it again next week.